how do you like my work? This is this is my creation, not just mine. So Mantos the whole video doing team. nothing, no, right? No, no, he did. It was he all did. about you. It's always the same, you know. All the videos on YouTube on Basket News channel is all by Gitis. No credit to others, huh? Yeah, no credit to others. You're a selfish player, man. But but do you like the work of art we did here? I feel pretty comfortable here. And you, Ritas, enjoying the I new studio? I feel studio? In, like in a 19th century dungeon. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. Let's let's it, hope we, it, it is cozy. We we don't get to those uh, behaviors of that century in the studio. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, it's nice. Uh, it's nice. We have some nice pictures, Pete Michael. We have some wall of fame over there. Mm. And we will do some adjustments. We need to think of, uh, about what we're going to do with these because we can always change it. And mm-hmm. it must have some meaning, I think. And in, in, in every episode, the reason why we put those jerseys, it must be addressed. Yeah, we'll see. All right. We'll see. So this is our brand new studio in, in Vilnius. Uh, this is also the reason why we are recording the podcast not on our usual schedule. Also, some guys are out for vacation. I just came back. And Gitas also has some uh, news to share. He faced NBA player on a basketball court, right? Am I Not right? Not exactly. A former NBA player. Uh, okay. Current partisan Belgrade player. I just got on some NBA 2K on Monday evening, like I usually would. And I'm playing the my career, like five on five basketball. So you're controlling one player and you have other four teammates doing the same and you play five on five. And you, the, the NBA 2K game in the rec center, it's called, it has this uh, thing, this feature. If a famous player or a famous person or an athlete logs in into the game, if it's in the lobby and you're going to play against them, a little icon pops up. If it's a soccer, football player, it's a football soccer. ball. Soccer. If it's a basketball player, it's a basketball ball. If they're a professional athlete, you, uh, they can ask for like, a, it's almost like an Instagram verified sign, basically. And we see a basketball and we're like, who, who is this? You know, it's interesting. Who are we going to play against? And I see PJ Dozier and I'm like, okay, now we got to win because I need to beat PJ Dozier in NBA and I'm going to talk about it on your bonus podcast. But unfortunately... Let, let me interrupt. When yeah. he told me this story yesterday, he told that... I don't know if him personally or his teammates were disappointed that it was a it was PJ Dozier, not some NBA player or not some more famous uh, player. Only because apparently he plays so much that they've seen them, him in the lobby a lot. So he actually plays so much that some, some of my guys that ah, I play okay. with okay. already played against him. But anyways, it was a cool experience and the best game I've ever played because it had two overtimes. We had the chance to win many times. Can Monte, can you put on uh, the box score thingy? Uh, I'm at the top, Blaze Viciously. I had 16 points, 17 assists and uh, not great shooting. But uh, if you look at the other team down, PJ Dozier is there and he had 17 points. He was actually playing quite solid, but he was playing like he does in real life. He wasn't shooting very confidently, but he was always driving to the rim. He played like power forward position. I don't know, man. Seven from ten seems to be kind of good confidence in his shooting. No, no, no. But but like we we left him. No, let let me tell you. We we left him open a lot of the times, and he wouldn't. He would drive instead of uh, shoot. So yeah, but that's my story. And also, if you could (laughs) put the other one, I just want to show you my player. This is my player. Can you so tell who it is? Milos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why if you looked at uh, the previous slide image, uh, I had 17 assists because I'm playing like Milos. I'm, I'm selfless. Oh. I'm passing the ball. So it was a fun time on Monday, but unfortunately we lost against PJ Dozier's team. So since you faced PJ Dozier, you were motivated to even you know overperform. Oh, for sure. I mean, my maybe, my hands were sweating. Maybe that's. A potential idea for the NBA to make this <laughs> crap game more entertaining. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah, we gotta talk about game that. Was a crap. It was a at all time crap level. Uh, actually, with the East team becoming the first one to surpass 200 point mark, we had 168 free point attempts, 289 total field goals, three personal fouls, five free throws, and one million complaints about the event. What was your low light of this whole crap show? Well, I don't know. Uh, to me, for some years already, it has been only about the three-point 
contest and then nothing else. Uh, we had a really good All-Star game when they first introduced this this format um, dedicated to Kobe uh, when he passed away and, and we had a great game of basketball at the time. But ever since then, it's it, it's getting worse every year, I would say. And, you know, um, so people tune in basically to watch uh, the best players in the world to play pickup basketball. And, of course, they want this to be as serious as, as possible. Uh, I cannot tell you a particular low light because since I don't really feel the need to watch the, the whole game, I didn't. I uh, just watched the three-point contest, the Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu thing, and, and the dunk contest. So I just have to say that uh, we can discuss a lot about different formats and ideas, but it, it simply is down to the players. Like, uh, are they up for it or not? Because mm -hmm. back in the day, you had the same format. It was West versus East. You didn't need to change anything to implement rules or, or any prizes that they could win. Uh, they just wanted to play against each other to prove something. And, and basically the East always wanted to beat the West because there was this notion that the Western Conference is always stronger. It has more star power. So you could see Shaq uh, with his Orlando Magic jersey dunking over David Robinson in the 90s and, and, and stuff like that. I actually loved when they played with their team's original jerseys. Uh, yeah. Of course, there were a lot of colors and, and sometimes you might, uh, I don't know, uh, when you play, you might um, get confused, start getting confused who's your teammate and who's not. But it was f nice They were to representing see. their yeah, team. they were representing their, their, mm -hmm. their teams. Uh, and right now what we're seeing, basically, uh, I think it's just for the kids. I don't think it's for basketball geeks or, or for basketball fans. I think it's for kids. And if you play for kids, if you try to entertain children all over the world who idolize Luka Doncic, Steph Curry or Dame Lillard, well, then you probably should play early in the afternoon so <laughs> that the kids could so actually the more kids wa can watch, watch the whole thing. Because for... for real basketball fans it's it's just a worthless worthless game i think one of the broadcast members summed it up really well saying it's actually more entertaining watching the fails like the missed shots and and the <laughs> stupid turnovers they were doing because the value of points has completely diminished so any points you score nobody cares because there was absolutely no defense so now it's more interesting to watch when they do something stupid ridiculous you know right so yeah that's pretty much my take on on what was the all-star game i agree with you sabrina ionescu three-point contest the the highlights the dunk contest i say was a highlight and a low light highlight because of mac mcclung defended his crown but the first dunk he did was so unusual never seen remember the one that he tapped the ball or let go of the ball caught it and yeah. dunked over a guy and one of the judges gave 46 for that dunk and i think that was my low light the judges the whole time were bugging as they say because they were giving jalen brown good scores for dunks you could see in game and giving mac mcclung 46 for something that you've never seen before so for me that was the low light but otherwise i enjoyed the dunk contest i will just add that i agree with Vritas that it's up to players actually to make it competitive because everybody is calling out the nba like hey you should do something to make it more entertaining and stuff it's up to the players they're the artists they have to do something you know they have I to respect it. their audience they go there they play for howard and a guy have two hours and you know they they have to they, they have to care about the audience because they watch them every night. They pay season tickets. Uh, pay season tickets. They select them to be all stars. Some of these guys actually got big bonuses for just all star selection. So they have to respect the audience. And I actually uh, miss Kobe because he was one of those last guys who who knew the meaning of the all star game or the meaning of being selected to the all star game and there was this crazy story when you turn the clock uh, back in 2012 nba all star game kobe actually got his nose uh, mm -hmm. fractured mm -hmm. Uh, Wait in the third quarter because Wade was trying to prevent uh, Kobe from scoring the layup. And in the end of the, that game, 
uh, Kobe was barking at LeBron James because LeBron was just passing the ball and it was a close game in the final seconds of the game and Kobe was just trash talking. So, you know, he was trying to keep that level of competition. And, you know, I, I know that everybody's emphasizing the risk of injuries and nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to put the season in jeopardy because of the all-star game. But, I mean, we all play at... We all play amateur games, right? And we kind of know how to make that game physical enough, but also entertaining and competitive enough. I don't enough. think any game that I play is entertaining for, for somebody to, to watch. But at least it's <laughs> entertaining for you guys. It's competitive for you guys, you know, and yeah, the D-Stars, with their skill, with their physicality. I have physicality three skills by entertaining myself playing, <laughs> playing pickup basketball, so I, I'm but not... But I would rather watch your game than, than Death Trap, <laughs> no, uh, really. Actually, on Sunday, uh, we played three games. So in the second one, I was super hot. And then the third game, uh, they put the best player to guard me, and I just couldn't even get the ball in my hands, like... Uh, because I can only play with the ball. I have zero off-ball movement with my knees. So uh, I made maybe two wild shots, uh, but I just couldn't do anything. I was in this guy's back pocket. So, And, and you uh, wore yeah. Russell Westbrook's jersey, right? I. How do you know that? Because I, I Instagram saw stories. Instagram story, <laughs> and I was like, the least athletic, least explosive guy is wearing Westbrook jersey. I just have a lot That's of... So I have a lot of random jerseys. Like one, one time I show up with Westbrook uh, the next time Jason Tatum the next time Manu Ginobili, Ginobili uh, I'll, I'll correct you on one thing jerseys. though you're always super hot you said you were <laughs> super hot just that day but I think you're always super hot in what way doesn't matter okay <laughs> let's move on so since I mentioned this 2012 uh, all-star game make a guess how many guys in this room were in that game actually uh, so one Parker, not sure, but probably. And then is there? That's it. Um, Pete Michael, no, no, Pete, no chance. I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. No, MJ, MJ, MJ no, probably no, not. Uh, that's Kobe. Kobe was there. That's Kobe's uh, bobblehead. Oh, okay. I, I didn't notice. Yeah, that's true. That's it, probably. So, so it's either there. There is uh, Tony Parker there or not, but Gasol for sure. Actually, Tony was there and Pa was not. Ah, okay. Mark Gasol was playing that game. And of mm. course, Kobe was there. So we have some retro jersey. We have some current NBA stars jersey here as well. And of course, all the credit goes to SK Store, our friends, skstore.o. One of the best online basketball stores now available for worldwide shipping. Browse through all kinds of basketball gear, shop retro sneakers and find yourself a jersey of your favorite basketball players. What's the jersey that you would like to get from those retro days? Ooh, uh, that is still missing in your... I would say I, I like those old school Orlando Magic jerseys when Shaq played for them. And I would like to get Penny Hardaway's or, mm. or Seattle Supersonics, Gary Payton or Detlef Schrempf. Okay. Uh, this the, one would be rare. But like there are a lot of examples I could name of jerseys I would like to have because most of them that I have right now uh, basically I, I just find them in secondhand shops so they are completely random like I play with Chicago Bulls jersey uh, that's Ben Gordon's jersey it's mm. not like Ben Gordon <laughs> was my favorite player or anything like that I just I just have it mm -hmm. and I use it so yeah, if I could choose one Penny Hardaway, Orlando Magic, that looks looks super cool on YouTube videos. When I watch uh, NBA from the 90s, uh, I just recently finished Shaq's documentary on HBO. So, yeah, that jersey was really cool. Uh, I would say the black one better than the white one. Okay, I, right. I have a feeling that you could find something on SK Store. Uh, I, will, I will look for it. I, I have something you wouldn't find there. Martina okay. Sandruszkiewicz's jersey from Ooh. Cavaliers or Bulls. Because I would like to have a jersey that I could tell a story about. This is the longest name on the jersey that's ever been there. <laughs> that's my <laughs> that's my pick because of those Actually, reasons. since we have Pau and, and, yeah. and Tony Parker on the wall. Here you go. Penny Hardaway jersey. Nice. 87 nice. euros. 87 euros. On SK Store. That's nice because in, in the NBA store in Milan, I... I I, I saw it for 200 euros and I didn't buy it because it was like too expensive. Wow. 
Okay. It's 87. Nice. Save oh, some money. These Phoenix Suns. Ooh, those Retro are jerseys. sexy. Oh, they are fire. Yeah. Great. I got some cards, guys, from SK Store. I didn't open <laughs> really nicely, but <laughs> it's some uh, of those collectible cards from this season. Okay. Uh, I got a lot of them. Let's really quickly go through them. You can get them at SK Store if you're a collector. Maybe let's get some each. And whoever right. gets the best card, I don't know, wins the game. The best player, I mean, the most uh, rare card, let's say. So, like, mm. I should just get one, or what like, do you pick mean? one, and then we will decide pick which one. Which one is card. the coolest one out of us? I three. Uh, I have actually I have rookie greetings from Victor Mbanyama. Oh, that's not I bad. I have Luca. I have okay, CJ McCollum. You got the the good part of the deck. Eric's brother. And I have Brandon Podziemski. I really have the worst selection here. Kobe Buffton. Wow, I have LeBron. You have LeBron, okay. I don't. I'm. I'm not really happy with it, so I'm gonna go with Kawhi as my. Unfortunately, uh, my best player is Chris Middleton. That's the best I can so do. So I, 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 pick Kawhi. Okay, and you got what's your what's your out of your All Star team? What who, who are you putting forward? Look at the cards as well. They they have a nice like no 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 from the front. They have okay. a nice if they have a nicer uh, border yeah. like this one. It's probably more rare or this one. Look at that what one. Does That's that, all shiny. What does that mean? I don't CJ know. McCollum is it's shining. all shiny. It's a rare card, you know. And Luca is like dynamos, oh, dynamites. Like, I don't know. It's like dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Luca is your best one, and you win. All right. Wow. That's wow. some good and stuff. Okay. So you can also join Partners Club loyalty program, which rewards rewards every of you shopping decisions. Sign up, collect five percent discount of your first purchase, and collect Partners Club points. SK Store will reward. Reward every spent one euro with four partners club points. You can then exchange every hundred points for one euro discount on your next shopping. Visit visit skstar.eu and join partners club to get ready for the upcoming playoffs season. So, uh, since we were talking about NBA All Star Game for consecutive years already, mm -hmm. there were discussions that your league. Could do, should do, might do the EuroLeague All-Star Weekend. So if we learn from NBA mistakes and in our ideal world, could we find a format where we would also watch the EuroLeague All-Star Weekend? I think we can, Donatus. I think we can. Yeah, I, I see you did some stuff on YouTube idea. already. Huh? I oh, see yeah, did some I, stuff I mean, I, mean I did a video about it. I, I presented my version of the All-Star game, but it's been about two, three weeks since then, and mm -hmm. I have some fresh ideas. And I believe that, yeah, you changed your mind at some point. A points. little bit, yeah. But uh, most of all, I have an idea of a format, of, a, of an event that could replace the dunk contest, because I actually think the dunk contest is getting more and more redundant. We've seen all the dunks, and especially in Europe, you wouldn't see something better than the, in the NBA. So instead of the dunk contest, instead of the skills challenge, let's keep the three-point contest. Let's have uh, the all-star game. And now I have a proposal. Everyone's been talking about that one-on-one -on -one tournament in the NBA. But the problem there is everyone's a big star. Everyone has a big ego. Nobody wants to take a risk and the chance to be embarrassed by losing in a one-on-one -on -one tournament. So instead of that, you put that in the EuroLeague where we don't have this problem because we have players who have a lot, of, a lot to prove. They are in the EuroLeague because they cannot be in the NBA because maybe the type of game they play is not you know, suitable for the NBA or they don't have the enough uh, talent or whatever is missing. So they have a lot to prove. And I think we actually don't have these stars. We have basketball stars. We don't have star stars like our biggest... I don't know who has the most followers on Instagram, but like it's probably up to 2 million or something at most. I don't even know if that's Except actually... Except from Kemba? Yeah, I'm not well, sure. And Kemba is an NBA star, yeah. really. So, so basically, I don't think anyone would be embarrassed. We have a lot of talented scorers, guards, who would like to test themselves against each other, I think. So this one-on-one -on -one tournament idea would be great. You would have different position players uh, play against each other, random draw. And imagine you spice it, uh, spice it up a little bit, put, put a center in there, put a forward in there. And then it's basically what I thought about this. Uh, you know, the, the UFC, the MMA that I like to watch. UFC was created for the purposes to find out which martial arts, uh, art is the best in a street fight. Which, uh, like, is it karate or boxing that would win? 
And uh, they did that. They had a they had a bracket, and these fighters fought each other. And you know, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy got on top. Here, you would have which play style is the best for one-on-one. -on -one. And for me, it's very curious to know: is it the center who's gonna dominate, you know, the whole game and just like score all the points, or is it the guard that's gonna, you know, uh, go around the slower uh, player and score all the points? And you know, who would win in this situation? So you have this tournament. And uh, and then another, sorry for my big rant, but this was uh, when I thought of this, it was like, oh my God. You're presenting it like, like Tenkaichi Budokai from Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> Promotion wise, imagine having these quarterfinals and you then can interview one player, another player, and make it as a sort of a fight promotion. Like one player is going to say he's going to beat the other. And basically, I think then you can start building promotion because in team sports, I, I see the problem of we don't have these promotional videos because it's a team sport. But if it's one on one, then there's no I'm better than you. I'm better than you. If people are going to do that in Europe, I'm not sure. But that's my idea how to make They're not going all star to weekend. I, ha I had the same idea, but I would except from going with the random draw, I would start with clear pairs and then in the second stage, I would do a draw because I want to see Mike James playing versus Shane Larkin. I want to see Eddie Tavares going at Mustafa Fall. I want to see Slukas versus Thomas Walkup. So, mm. you know, I prepare all this stuff, all those promos and stuff for the first round only mm. because I don't, in some case, if let's say Larkin is facing somebody and he's losing, I don't want to lose this matchup between Mike James and Shane Larkin. Mm. So first of all, I have this clear order of at least eight games, one-on-one games. And then in the second stage, you can you can go with the draw. But yeah, that's that's something where I think that you really could be more aggressive than the NBA. They should start this this idea because it brings a lot of uh, promotion uh, opportunities, a lot of interesting angles. And, and yeah, there's nothing to be embarrassed of losing uh, those games, even if, 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 it's, if it's the NBA. I mean, it's it's a good idea. So if, if you're not motivated uh, enough to play in the all-star game you might be motivated to be called the best one-on-one -on -one player in the nba for the entire year so for me it sounds cool what do you think uh, about i mean it sounds cool in practice it's it's not gonna happen um but you know uh like the popularity of the sport in europe is is not huge so i don't think it would attract a huge tv audience and for the players uh from, from their perspective well Basketball players, as most people in capitalist society, are money motivated. So if you put a good mm -hmm. prize for this this competition, they will definitely show up and they will play and they will try to beat each other. If there's no money involved, I don't think they would bother uh, doing it. And you can imagine their coaches, uh, like their reactions. Like now we're going to go for the whole weekend to play one-on-one -on -one basketball and then play a EuroLeague All-Star game as well. And we're going to be super serious about it. We're going to compete. Uh, we're going to battle each other. And uh, I can imagine Bartoka saying, no, 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 no. We already have three injured players on our roster, so you're, you're not going anywhere. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it seems like even to get the best players to a three-point contest is difficult because the coaches don't want to waste their energy on three-point shooting. Um, this is what happens, for example, in Lithuania when they try this during the... Um, the cup, cup. The yeah, cup it's weekend. A different topic, but it's a yeah. different topic. It, it is a different topic, but I'm just saying that none of the coaches would want to have their players competing in, in these events. Hey, but stop asking what coaches want, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. If we want good for the league and for the players, actually, because players also want to be promoted more. So put money on the table. That's 100K the only thing. for a winner. Is that enough in the EuroLeague? I think for a player sounds in the solid. EuroLeague. Sounds solid. Maybe. Winning a tournament? like Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, okay, it's, it's a good amount of money. Uh, but I'm just saying, like... If, I, he, if we have a two-week break, let's say we have the same situation right now. Okay, but cups there's and cups. stuff. Yeah. Mm. In an ideal world, we have this break mm -hmm. where players can can go to Athens. In my eyes, the first event should, be, should happen in Athens because we have two big fan bases. And also, Greece has the All-Star Game history. They mm. also do the All-Star Game in, the Greece, in Greece. And it feels like it's, it's quite good, it's quite important. So... Let's let's make it somewhere where you could feel the buzz of the all-star event in the entire city for the entire weekend. So yeah, I would do in Athens and I mean 
you put it during your uh, time off so coaches sh- shouldn't be bothered about they anything would, they would be bothered they <laughs> okay. would be extremely bothered um we're talking ideal world well, first right well, okay then first of all i would like to test the actual all-star game uh, to see uh, how successful it could be and the popularity uh, mm-hmm. How people would would react to it, and uh, how the players would, uh, you know, yeah, how, how they would uh, feel, would, yeah. uh, and then if everything goes well, you can expand this to the whole weekend of of events, and then as you said, maybe this crazy competition, the martial arts tournament. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and if we have an all star game in Euroleague, maybe um, we should also discuss what type of game it would be because we don't yeah. have conferences. Mm-hmm. Is it like Europe versus rest of the world? Or so, since the most players, the most percentage of players in Euroleague are Americans, is it USA versus rest of the world? I've I've done some calculations. I've just counted some things. Uh, so I had the idea for East and West. I did the historically like ba- geographically? bad thing, yeah. drawing the line the through line Germany. Germany. So <laughs> I mean that was a bit of a yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean I I acknowledged oh, it in man. the video. But anyways, yeah, you're right about internationals. Americans, uh, they're not more than fifty percent. Uh, there's a each season around 80 Americans. I mean, I said that the most percentage of one uh-huh. nation. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, in yeah. the Euroleague. But I think we would miss out on like Facundo, Compasso, Tavares, all that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's So what rest I'm of the world is a better idea. And uh, so I looked at the total number of uh, nationalities. I think there were 129 out of 300 something players in total, but that's with European countries. Uh, but if you look at the top 100 list by efficiency, at least, 54 were internationals. Mm. Well, what we consider internationals and 46 were Europeans. Mm. So only 46. And let's make it clear, Shane Larkin is American. Yeah, yeah for sure. Player. Even, even I put yeah. Joel Bolomboy as American. Because if we play on FIBA roles, it, it would be very confusing to have, I think, you know, some guys isn't like Shane's Lorenzo Brown. Passport, he was not invited. Uh, something stupid. Neither yeah. Scotty Wilbekin. So, um, so yeah. Okay, so that that sounds cool. Europe versus rest of the world. Yeah. Then the next issue that um, if if Euroleague would prepare such event, they should uh, be prepared for this as well. How do players become all stars? Because if it's mm. just public vote, then it's, it's gonna be really really bad. <laughs> it's course. gonna be really messy. No players from Valencia, Barcelona, Real Madrid would get to the event. You will have all these Serbian, Greeks, uh, Lithuanian voters voting for their players and and pushing their players to the All Star event. It's just like kind of the you same. You give it to the players, they're gonna vote their friends in. You give it to the yeah. coaches, they're gonna so probably make combined vote. Maybe you have to have. It's actually, a, it has to be like combined. Like uh, the public vote could uh, small make, percentage, twenty five percent of 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 the actual result because you cannot just leave it. For the public, then it wouldn't be fair. I mean, uh, we're talking about Mike James potentially being the best player in the league right now, but he's playing for Monaco, so he maybe wouldn't even get <laughs> to this event if it's it would all yeah. only be for the fans to decide. So that's think, another thing. I think we need the t- dictatorship in this uh, in this situation. So us three, no, no, CEO, <laughs> CEO like sits down, good. or good. us three. I think we could. Get, we, we're actually gonna do that right now, right? Like we're yeah, gonna kind of, kind of. I, I have some names and but I, I, I mean it was difficult. Names, so. It was difficult. Yeah. This is our podcast when there's no actual Euroleague basketball. Uh, and I think it's fun. And our <laughs> our the JJ Redick of our team is gone on holiday, so mm. we don't have uh, anyone prepared with analytics. All right. So are we gonna go team world or team Europe first? Mm, let's go with team world versus team Europe. A uh, team Rest team world, yeah, yeah team the rest, rest of the world. Uh, starters only. Okay. Because so. it's so hard to pick clear twelve man roster for every team. Well, I did, but let's let's go with it's the starters. It's hard to pick the starters as well, but true, uh, true, that's know. the case. So we're like we're picking players based on this season only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On this season only, right? 
You um, could also say Mike James has that James name, uh, <laughs> you know, and like LeBron is getting voted in. Yeah. <laughs> Mike James must be there. And I think for sure we're he's all, playing at MVP we're all level. Agreeing. So yeah, yeah. It, he's in my team. He's in my starting five. Yeah. like he's sure. not going to play till 40 like LeBron does, though. And then on the bench, I would have. Uh, okay, I have Facundo Campasso, yeah. Mike James. Then I had some inner discussion with myself, but I put Wade Baldwin, Chima Monek, and the editor. Oh, I got Baldwin at three because I had to push the guards to play the three because of yeah, the, you know. Yeah, me too, me too. So, so this was your starting five? Uh, yeah. Can, uh, can uh, you repeat it? Campasso, uh -huh. Mike James, Baldwin, Moneke, Tavares. Okay. I don't think we need position, possessions, positions actually. Yeah, yeah we talked about Just this like, already, but, but. I tried, but I, I'm not confident about Bonzi Carlson, for instance, he's good. He's having a great season. Or Nigel Hayes Davis. Mm -hmm. No, so that's what I'm saying. We don't need positions. We oh, can, yeah. we can, oh, sorry. We can okay. vote three centers. Yeah, right? okay. Who cares? I thought that's, yeah. Okay, that's cool then. But James and Campasso, they should be here. Yeah. Um, Chima as well. I mean, Chima or Alec Peters. Mm -hmm. For entertainment Same. reasons, I put Moneke in the mm -hmm. starting lineup. Sorry, Alec. You were great. You deserved this extension, but... Shields is in the discussion, would you say? Oh, okay, so I have James, Campazzo, and Larkin. Shane also. La Larkin that also I have on the bench. At He's least. like uh, my six man. Basically. I will have. I don't care that Ephesus is is not a winning team, but his performances deserve. And he's an iconic player, so you know. At first, um, for the uh, at least for the first inaugural All Star game or this whole well, event, if, you need if for the first names. inaugural and iconic, then uh, I think we need Serge Ibaka. Uh, I have him on the or bench. Does he qualify as a, yeah, as a Spanish he's, player? Yeah, uh, Co Congo, right? I think he's from Congo. Oh, man. Well, Naturalized Spanish player. Yeah. I, I. Uh, also, on the bench, I would have Evans and Punter because I think they, yeah, they would deserve Evans, it. As shooting sure. guards, let's say, because the... Or whatever, you, you're saying positions doesn't Just matter. Just guards. But whatever. Just yeah. say guards. And that's so it. we got with the... I think we pretty much discussed every every name possible. Yeah, Tavares, for the team world. Tavares, yeah. Moneke, Larkin, Campazzo, James, starting five for me. Okay, now the difficult part. Who is the one at the one position for Team Europe? I actually had only three guys uh, on this point guard lineup. Mm -hmm. And this list included Thomas Satoransky, Miloš Teodosic, mm -hmm. and Sylvain Francisco. Okay. But just for Teodosic, his uh, iconic, you know, legacy in the year league and his passing abilities ability to make the game real entertaining i would put him in the starting five okay well you know costas lucas is not playing the greatest season right now i but, forgot about Slugas to be honest but i think he wow, he really? would start for me because i looked at all the metrics That's statistics That's and true. like he's still he's still there he's still the first european point guard to come up in efficiency or points i think mm. so i would i would go with lucas and uh, shooting guard Janan Musa, because I have Musa too. I I, I don't think we can't. Sorry, we I can forgot about Slugas. I'm going with um, Slugas then. Musa and Hazonia both could be. Hazonia on my bench. In the lineup. I'm, I'm pushing. deciding between Hazonia and Shevon Shields. Shields, Shields has Danish Shields passport. Shields He's actually invited to play for Denmark. Shields is not an American. Well, it depends He's on how you look at it. He's right. He, he does he has have dual a, citizenship. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. And probably he's not a naturalized player in FIBA context. He just has a, a one of the parents, I think, or something like that, so, right? Yeah. Like that. Maybe or he, I don't want to relatives, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's the gray zone of this All Star weekend. Okay, hey, so uh, I'm going with Hazonia then. <laughs> okay, Metoglu at four. I was deciding between Metoglu and Shengelia. Shingale can and play since the I, five. You have, since we have Slukas, I don't want two power players. I uh, want you know to divide this mm -hmm, starting five mm -hmm, game. Mm -hmm. So if I have Slukas, I go with Shingale. But what if you have Musa at two? You can't have Hasoni at three. You know. Shit. Stop <laughs> with these positions. Like nobody cares. Well, so uh, no, no, in the same in the same five. I mean, so I'm going with Teodosic then. Okay. Oh, okay. We're all good, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Mirotic, you not even considering because he didn't play enough games or. I just really right. like how Shengelia mm. was playing, how Mitoglu was playing, and how their teams were performing. I guess Virtus also de deserves a yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. We got to allow this team to naturalize players. They're going to get their asses kicked. <laughs> the rest probably, of the world. Probably. The rest of the world is, is yeah. What about What about center rotation? Well, I have three names. I don't yeah. know who you're putting in the... To me, it's Vesely number one. Mm. What about Lazor? I mean, Lazor, it, it, it is a backup toss-up, yeah. but between but, the two, I don't know, man. This, this Europe team, 
good. Like, I mean, I mean, do you, when you put, compare it to you, the other thing, like yeah. you play Teodosic with the Colo or something. I don't know, man. We don't. But have, still, that's a good thing. I mean, I to, see American players guards. or rest of world players being super motivated to show to yeah, prove themselves yeah, in this game. And we would see some kind of competition. Yeah. And actually, Especially in the like first see, one. In the very first one, there would be yeah, a big, a big event. What is it with Europe not having good guards? <sighs> I mean, it depends how you look at it. Look at Spain. They always had good, good uh, yeah, guards. Lorenzo, like Brown, Lorenzo Brown was good. Oh, no. I'm not <laughs> talking, about, I'm talking about before. Lorenzo Dantes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm also talking about Greek guards before. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Rubio, uh, Rodriguez, you. Yeah. Okay. Navarro. Calderon. But I would watch. I would like to see all these guys in, in the same uh, place and also playing with each other when they haven't done that before in, in their life. So, yeah. I would, I'd be down with that. Who are your participants in the three-point contest? I I made a mistake not including Nunnally. So Nunnally is in there, but I, I, I said it in the other... Did he tweet something about it? No, or no. <laughs> but all the Partizan fans were like, this, is, this guy is ridiculous not including Nunnally. And I just... I think yeah. I looked at percentages of three pointers and the uh, three pointers made, and then I had my own like you know opinions. And mm. I don't think Nunley was somewhere where I, I just missed him somehow. Man, he's the he's second in all time. Uh, see, second uh, among active Euroleague players in all time uh, three point percentage. Mm. So he's yeah, really no, good. that was a stupid. You can thing. put any player you want. It's Marco Bellinelli is winning it. Mm. He has that shot for a three-point contest. He, he, he actually is a three-point contest yeah. winner. Oh, yeah. Ten years ago, yeah, 2014, so, right. he won the NBA three-point contest. He's only one of three Europeans that won the contest. So I would definitely have Bellinelli. I would have Alec Peters representing the big guys who, who shoot. And he actually uh, holds the highest career three-point shooting percentage all time from active players. And he's also sixth yeah. all time. So mm. that's huge. Uh, so not only... Not only definitely has to be here i also want to see these uh Specialists? guards like like howard and larkin oh yeah um mirotich has to be here as well uh he hasn't made a big name of himself yet but brady manick uh, could be a potential three-point contest winner and his, you have to have one big like oh you great, said someone else with his great release mm -hmm. so i mean in general like you would love to have uh a representative for every team but that would be ideal but we're talking about players 18 is, is players. like too much for for a free point contest i actually want to make it as an exclusive six-man club mm. because then we will have those discussions oh this guy was left out of the list for no reason you know somebody is going to go on twitter from the players like shane larkin oh mm. i'm not on urbanus list for instance because i have uh bellinelli uh, peters nunnally marcus howard scott wilbekin uh, I think he has to be there because he's sixth all-time in freeze made and okay. second in freeze made this year. And I need a specialist in this group and European because yeah. most of these guys are Americans. So I have Andy Obst because mm -hmm. he has the highest percentage uh, in the top 10 among, among players with the most screens of attempted total. Well, Nelly is uh, similar, but I would say um, what the problem with that is. Wait, let me see my list once again. Sorry, you guys take over for a second. I need to see my list. So I'm just I'm just <clears throat> going with six players because I don't want to make it too long. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to keep the you know attention uh, of of my fans. Okay. And I'm not going to be fair with all teams. Yeah, but I will spark a discussion. You know, okay. this guy deserved this place or or whatever. I think having eight players wouldn't hurt. That's true. I mean, adding Larkin and Mirotic, for instance. Yeah. Nobody. NBA gonna... does eight, right? I think. NBA does eight players, if I'm not Could uh, be mistaken. Yeah, I guess. I think uh, when I did this some year, research. They had a four-way tie, so mm -hmm. they, they uh, all did uh, half of the of the routine to decide who goes to the finals. But what I don't like about the NBA three-point contest these days is that they added these um, mm. money balls, uh, I deep freeze. I like, agree, hundred uh, percent. It messes up the scores, the historical uh, records the of historical the, records. Yeah, yeah. Also, not necessarily the player who makes the most shots wins. He might just uh, be very good at his starry uh, zone, money ball rack, mm. and 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 that's it. And end up with twenty-seven and win. So I want it to still be about the actual three-point shooting. So I would go with the classic uh, five racks with one four, money ball. Yeah, one money ball, four uh, simple balls and mm -hmm. one money ball, and that's it. So nobody gets uh, an advantage, let's say, by mm -hmm. picking his sweet spot. 
or I having agree. the advantage because of the deep uh, range that like Lillard or Trey Young has. So yeah, but I think we can come up with eight names easily. Mm. All right. Okay. Should we move on? And I have. Anyway, yeah. I agree with your point about dunk contest, but I would at least try for once. At least once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is my short list of uh, potential participants. I would go with Wade Baldwin. Got him. Mm. Mario Hezonia. Mm -hmm. Hezonia. Mm -hmm. Dante Hall. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Cordinier. Shaq McKissick. Mm -hmm. And then I was thinking between Tariq Jones because I think he could do something extraordinary, or I would just send Matthias Lesort and some guys, you know, to get posterized. You know, I'm not expe expecting creative dunks from Lesort, but just throw two guys under the rim and Matthias Lesort is going to dunk some crazy poster dunks. So you're and missing I'm, you're missing one guy from, from Josh Nebo. Uh, no, no, uh, G Gabriele Procida, like ah, Augusta Stone. The young guy, he yeah. did the 360. He's dunk. really good at dunking. He gets a lot of lobs mm. and uh, he's a guard i'm keeping him good. for future actually okay. again this has to be exclusive list <laughs> uh -huh. of guys so i'm keeping him for future but you need a mac mcclung a player who actually doesn't play that well well he's, he's playing good players. but like so someone just a euro cup player okay someone who is yeah. just dunking really good to just at least save the contest if, if right. everyone else right. doesn't do there well. was this guy in the euro cup who went to japan i think he played from for Promete last year, and we made the <gasps> thumbnail of him who jumped flying. very high. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember Stevens or Stephens. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. remember, but he was. Did you Stevens? No, could something be the like case. that. Yeah, yeah, could be Maybe. the case. Mm -hmm. So that would be a great way to so, promote Euro Cup as well. well. Let's just hope that Euroleague doesn't take our ideas because we will get threats from <laughs> head coaches and. We won't be safe. We're getting threats from head coaches for no reason anyways. So probably you heard about some These cases. These are not serious threats. Maybe they are... Mindugas would tell you otherwise. Yeah, probably. but if someone's offended but not actually um, affected, it's fine. But this would definitely affect their... their um, oh, if it actually went through the way we just teams. described everything? Like, no, <laughs> as I said, yearly coaches wouldn't want to have their players on a full weekend trip yeah. to Athens, hey. playing basketball, playing competitions, dunking, <laughs> doing if, all that. If I'm yearly, they have Turkish Airlines, they have some other sponsors. Just send those coaches and their families for the entire weekend to some <laughs> nice place like Tenerife, for instance. Yeah. And they're good. They're going to be good. Really. Yeah, that, then there's the uh, last problem that this will, would this weekend create any actual commercial value? We because, need to see. Because the <laughs> actual EuroLeague doesn't. Mm -hmm. So would the All-Star Weekend? Huh? I mean, I, I suggested uh, Madrid for it in my video. And then all the comments were like, no, no, no. If it came to Belgrade, we would watch. But that's just some people saying that. But apparently, at least the Serbian people are saying that they would go, even though it's Athens. not their... Athens is the answer. But sure. Athens is warmer, I guess. And, and let's try at least for once. And that's the best part. You don't need to make it annual mm -hmm. event. You know, you can mm -hmm. just try for once and we'll see what we can do from that. All right. Uh, actually, we're talking about some um, imaginative uh, basketball tournaments, EuroLeague All-Star weekends, but we have some actual basketball this week uh, with national teams. Uh, two week FIBA window, the longest that we had uh, during the season. And the task, the assignment that I had for you guys was to rank five best national teams in this window from the entire world. It means we might select Team USA, right? We should probably because this is this great team nation of basketball. Canada, they have, all those uh, teams. Uh, Michael Carter Williams and the team. Alfred yesterday. Payton. Yeah. Uh, somebody else, probably. A lot of. Somebody else is. Somebody else. A is lot of somebody else's way <laughs> to describe it. Yeah. So, so who's gonna start? Let's start with the number one, and probably that was the easiest one. Depends how you look at it. To I me, think I have a different France team. Was a clear number and one I, team, and I have a different team. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Spain. Because ah, I do not trust Vincent Cole to be successful with whatever team he has, because I've seen it now twice, maybe even. Come so on. I don't know. And also Spain, you cannot say that they don't have one of the deeper rosters of at least high level experienced players. I love Spain. They're in my top three, but you, you cannot focus on coaches impact so much in a two-week 
situation. I wouldn't call it a okay, competition. I agree. I agree with and that. And they're most balanced team. They have so much talent on their roster. They, they do, they could but... Potentially mm. have Celine, Francisco, Cordonier, Luvavu, Cabral, Yabusele, Lezort in their starting five. And they have Poirier, Inglis, Rissacher as their backups. Uh, guards like Hifi, interesting guys uh, coming from, from Eurocup. So, I mean, they're stacked by FIBA Windows standards. Oh, of course. And nobody can match them with Def. And I would say that they, I mean, they have at least five guys who make the top 60 in the EuroLeague uh, efficiency. Nobody can match that number. If you go with every other team, nobody except from Greece has only one player in mm -hmm. top 60. Spain, they don't have anybody. Serbia, they, they didn't have any, anybody to win the Euro except basket from in 2022. And so, now they have Ricky Rubio. I know what you're saying, but Rubio didn't play basketball for 10 months. And even in his last years in the NBA, he played less than 34 games. All the other guys, finally, they're getting older. Or even guys like Juancho, um, all the other, like Victor Claver, Para, they're bench players in their teams. So, I mean, I, I don't want to disrespect Spanish national team and their players, but compared to the, at least France, I mean, France has to be number one. I agree. It, my, my decision was based a little bit more on the coaching side, not, not yeah, the yeah. You roster. were probably too young to remember when Vincent Collet was actually winning things. No, I and, remember. And medals. I remember. <laughs> 2015, I remember very well. Okay, nice. <laughs> when they beat Lithuania. I don't know. Final. I have to agree about France. Uh, but in general, this 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 task, This is going to be this a task, rant about this, this, windows. this window. It just makes me puke, man. <laughs> Germany, they're world champions. Uh, Do you see actual world champions in the roster? Um, uh, Nick Weiler-Bob. Weiler they have Bob, uh, two yeah. players, I think. But they're... Weiler-Bob and the, David Kramer. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> they don't make my top five. They, they're uh, number seven. It is like EuroLeague made this possible for their players to go. But, but a just, lot of them didn't. Some of them did. And even if you look at the Lithuanian team, it could be much, much stronger mm -hmm. and better. With the with the guys who don't play in Lithuania, basically. If you got more Euroleague you guys... Add, who... You add Grigonis, you add uh, Sedekerskis. Uh, you would love to have Gedraitis uh, since he's playing great, but now he has an injury. Is Rokas Gedraitis in the roster? He is. Oh, okay, he, okay, he's okay, the sorry. one uh, Euroleague player mm -hmm. who is arriving from, from his uh, foreign club. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's it, yeah, France is definitely the strongest. I mean, they were number one in my eyes, even in previous windows when we didn't even have EuroLeague players because they had players with EuroLeague potential like uh, mm. Damien Inglis or Francisco, Francisco that we see in EuroLeague right great. now. Wemby, yeah. Wemby actually joined the team last, last year. So, I, I don't think there's even a debate. France is, okay. is the best. And then at second, do you have Spain or do you have it at third and you have a different team at second? That would be easier if it was a tier list, you know, mm -hmm. because I have teams like Serbia, Spain, and Greece, actually. Oh, really? And Argentina, my top five, and they're so close to each other in my eyes. That's for me. There's basically no difference between them. I'm gonna go with Serbia as number two mm -hmm. um, because they have. Uh, I mean, Spain obviously also has experience, but Serbia has. They basically uh, don't have they the actually Latino. have the most players from the FIBA World Cup final mm -hmm. more than Germany and legit players. So no just and no NBA players and no Milutinov, I think everyone else yeah, is there. Yeah, they have Vanya, they have uh, Gudrich, Alexa, they have Dobrich, 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 mm -hmm. um, Mitrovic having great season. And Avramovic. adding let's say uh Luka Mitrovic uh, who is a very smart player who could be uh, on the real Serbian national team in case of some injuries but if they have all the bigs available they're stacked but Mitrovic mm -hmm. is a very smart player I I love watching him play so this team is basically they have size they have a good defensive minded point guard Alexa Vramovic, they have players who pressure the ball I mean Dobric and Guduric they can be your alternative ball handlers it's it's a solid roster, I think. I think they have, if you compare defense and offense, I think they have better balance than Spain. Um, mm -hmm. Spain to me would would be probably number three. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I had Serbia at three because I put Spain one. So and then France. So you have France at two. Yeah. I have France at one, uh, first place, Serbia second, Spain number three. Mm -hmm. But you know, with Spain, it's this thing. I mean, the only problem that I see with Serbia is that. None of these players are actually playing some big, uh, most important roles on their teams. Serbia? 
Yeah. You got Goodrich. Goodrich is not but the can main be a, guy but on Charles team right be. now. He, he can, can be. be for sure. But I mean, they're well, not in right their now. best situation mm-hmm. right now for this window, except from Mitrovic, who's who's mm-hmm. playing. I think great I just know these players so well that I I don't focus as much on this season the way they're performing. I I know them very well. You look well. just a general picture, right? Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. They have seven silver medalists from FIBA World Cup. And mm-hmm. this is also important, looking at continuity and chemistry. So that helps. But with Spain, you know, it's hard to um, judge them on paper because you all know that when it comes to the national team basketball, they are different players. Rudy Fernandez is one of the best national team players, you know, in the entire competition, no matter how many minutes he gets, how much he was injured during the season. They have Juancho Hernan Gomez, who is different player playing for Sergio Scariolo. Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio in the national team basketball, I mean, his brains, his, his, his vision, everything. I mean, he will recover quickly. Uh, to be good. I don't know about that. Well, we'll see. We really don't know what shape he's in. We don't know what shape he's in. So, I mean, Diaz, Berzuela, I mean, Scariolo will make them look good in the national team basketball. That's why it's hard to judge them. Is there a Baldi as well, I think? And I had this, you know, tough decision with Argentina because they have Campas, I mean, one of the MVP contenders in the EuroLeague. Gabriel Deck, one of the best forwards in the entire EuroLeague. Leandro Balmaro, another player having a great season, mm-hmm. but they have no depth. I checked their preliminary list. It feels like they have 10 guards, composite size guards, and like, uh, except from Deck, uh, Compasso, and actually Balmaro, who's also still a very young player, all those guys are like under 23 in the national team. So I'm kind of, I'm lacking of balance in that team to rank them higher, and I have Greece at four. Okay, I have other team at four. That team is Team Italy. Even though you don't have them in your top five, I think they have the, the core of that 2022 team. They don't have, obviously, so, uh, Simone Fontecchio, but they can have the, like, they're, they can be led by Nicolo Melli. I mean, he's not playing as he used to, but a lot of people are there from their uh, former teams and they've all played together. And I think in the national team uh, competition, when you have so little time, I think this team could really click. They're good, yeah, but do you rank them fourth? Yeah, over over Greece. Over Greece, I would. So Greece, I don't know. Yeah, guards, like point guard and center or even power forwards position. You don't like positions. I'm going to stop doing that. But <laughs> those those guys are fine. And then in the wings, you got like, I don't know, like either guys are past their prime or I, I just didn't know the names of those guys. So they're probably not playing in the so Euro Cup or Euro League. But who's know. the best guard among those two teams? Uh, you mean between uh, Greece and Italy? Yeah. Let's see. The best one out of the two teams. Yeah. It's Thomas Walker. Right? Yeah. Dino Smitaglou is having a hell of a season. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with him over Meli. Mm-hmm. They have Papayanis and Antetokounmpo to make their center lineup deeper when what Italy has. And I don't know, man. Maybe maybe you're right. I mean... Papa Nicolaou, very solid veteran. Rokovopoulos, Laranzakis, Kalaidzakis. So who's going to be the leader of this team? In terms of scoring and all those things, or this that's the issue that they had in the World Cup. I agree, but still, I I think to me they're more solid than than Italy. And I also, I also think it, it is important to have a guy you can rely on to because you make bet on Manion, right? Uh, sorry, what? You're you're. I mean, no, I I think there's potential in in Manion. There's potential <clears throat> Nicola Melli. I mean, in Italian national team, you had games where Stefano Tonet was balling and scoring so many points so i i just think they have a lot of these guys who played together before they have a system and and they've been successful before and proved us wrong so we need your verdict this cards in your hands it seems it's like, like you're a fiddle start doing some tricks F- fidget oh <laughs> you can start throwing if things them. go wrong you know you can start doing some magic. i don't know man i don't i don't really have a verdict on this i have to say argentina probably deserves to be in the top five yeah, uh, you could even consider Brazil with Iago and and Bruno. The problem is we are not sure about the level of these players that play for Brazilian teams or Argentinian teams. Some of these guys might actually be good. Some of them yeah. might actually sign with, let, for example, Spanish uh, ACB teams in in the upcoming years. So when you see Caboclo and Iago, and when you see Campazzo and Deck, you immediately think that this this is a good team. 
Um, so probably we should put more respect on on these American uh, teams, South American teams. Uh, I looked at the Team USA roster. Uh, you know, I'm I'm aware of Stanley Johnson, Michael Carter, Williams, Alfred Payton, Jordan Bell. I'm not completely aware of their current uh, conditions and and how they play. And some of these names actually don't say nothing to me. And and this so, has a lot of what they think about the America Cup, really. Because uh, have you ever seen them have a solid team there? I mean, or, it's always. Or about FIBA windows in general. I mean, they never had a. They just want to win squad. the Olympic gold. That's, a, that, that's the only thing that matters for USA basketball. Um, so Argentina, Brazil, and then these discussions, debates between Italy and Greece, maybe, but. Uh, I'm not fully convinced about any of these rosters. I mean, France, Serbia, Spain, that's clear to me, the top three. The rest, I don't know. I mean, you could even argue about Lithuania being one of the better teams since they have a lot of guys from Žalgiris. They're that my play, top six, they, actually. Play together. Um, yeah, they could be in top six. Uh, but again, who's going to lead that team? <laughs> Uh, look, big they questions have to play everything. Poland at home and yeah, Estonia yeah, no, away. Know, like, but we're doing power let, rankings, Let's just I guess. get over, over yeah. it, like yeah, yeah, win yeah. those games. Nobody cares about the quality. Nobody cares about how you play. Get just, the win, get it get done. Get the W, add it to, the, to your standings. Poland is in the Eurobasket anyways because they're one of the hosts. So it doesn't even matter to them that much. It's just for the FIBA rankings. Like, let's just get this over with and go back to EuroLeague. As soon as possible. No one will remember who lost and who won. Oh, Ergenati going said it. there. But right? it, he was not talking about FIBA windows, actually. He was yes, talking yes, about yes. the Greek Cup final mm. that uh, Panathinaikos lost to Olympiakos. What do you think about that statement? I think that Olympiakos fans will remember, <laughs> but, you know, um, the domestic cups as well as the domestic leagues right now don't have that much value. Because you don't qualify anywhere, you don't earn anything, you you just win the cup, which is a nice feeling at the moment. But since it's a, a middle of the season tournament, you celebrate for one day and then you get back to business. Uh, I could say at the moment it has the same about the same value as the NBA in season tournament. Oh, it, it was uh, the in-season tournament was made after the the idea of the cups. So yeah, yeah it makes sense. So but. it adds a, a little bit of something. It's nice to win the cup, but any club right now from the 18 teams uh, that, that play in the Euroleague, okay, maybe there are two obvious teams that don't even dream about it, but any club in the Euroleague that could win the Euroleague title would easily give up the domestic league and domestic cup titles. We talk about Real Madrid being the Euroleague champions. Do we talk about Barcelona being the Spanish champions? Do mm -hmm. we care? Yeah, but if you don't, just one Euroleague team wins it. So if you don't win it, you need to count other yeah, titles. Yeah, so you know, uh, I mean, it, it means something. I think Ergen Ataman sounds a bit uh, like a sore loser in this comment. Someone but who loses in the. Of course, yeah. Olympiacos fans care. They're, <clears throat> the team wanted to win it, they're celebrating this title. Mm. But I just don't like that, you know, these domestic domestic cups, domestic leagues don't really have enough value. C can you imagine that 16 years ago, I just opened one old article uh, yeah. from Lithuanian media in 2008, the winner of Lithuanian Cup got five points for EuroLeague ranking. How, how important it was actually, you know, to win those cups domestic leagues, you know, in order to, 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 to be promoted to the EuroLeague. Yeah. That was a Okay, it, it had its it, it, uh, its own flaws and stuff, but there were some good ideas behind those uh, systems I, and I, those I, points. I think in a perfect world, uh, the cup winner should in, uh, automatically qualify for the Euro Cup. The league winner should qualify for the Euro League. Mm -hmm. And that would be nice. Uh, you get there on merit. But since it's not going to happen, we have these A-licensed clubs, these shareholders, and we're moving towards that way more and more. Uh, these titles they they lose value, but it's as simple as that. I mean, historically they have value. Uh, how many times your 
talking about when you're talking about 2009 Panathinaikos did they have the triple crown I think they did I think there were I a few seasons had once at least once or so twice. I think in that sense let's say you win the Euroleague you win the league and then you didn't win the cup I think then it matters because you could have and you could have had the trip I mean it is just for bragging rights or for mm. whatever counting your titles but uh, in the Wikipedia page but in that sense I think in in a broader historical sense it would it would uh have some uh, value but yeah like you say and yeah it depends on the history of the competition and every individual cup tournament is different for in Lithuania nobody would care a lot if Zalgiris lost that game against Letkabilis because there's basically no rivalry in Lithuania but in Greece in Serbia these games they have bigger importance mm -hmm. so I actually agree with James Gist who uh, posted a comment under our um, Instagram post that Panaikos is about championships. Every tro trophy matters. And I think that's that's true for these organizations, for these clubs in, you know, fighting in those rivalries. It's important. So mm. you cannot downplay the importance of, of, of the, those cups. And you can actually be, you know, uh, disrespectful to, to the fans as well. So I'm not sure. I mean, I don't I, agree with Ataman with this one, and I think it was it was a bad. Only statement. if you're a nihilist, and then you think nothing really matters. Then yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of close to it, <laughs> but not completely. All right, are we gonna talk about any of the other cups, or we just mm. are we gonna review like I don't know? It shows Anything that it doesn't happened? matter for us, right? I, I don't We're know. We're not talking about our cups. Yeah, it shows that it doesn't really matter to us, but. For me, cup tournaments are interesting for those derby games. And I think that, for instance, this one for Zvezda was super important. You cannot say that it doesn't matter for Yanis Foropoulos and his job safety or for the general mood in Zvezda because uh, of the shortcomings in the EuroLeague. And now winning this title, it kind of, you know, makes you at least a little bit more happy. Uh, I think it was also important for Olympiakos because it looked like Panathinaikos was, you know, trying to take over uh, the crown in, in Greece. Uh, I love those fairy tale stories like with Napoli and I think those cup tournaments is a good uh, situation for those little ones you know to prove themselves to uh, to make uh, to put them on the map like for instance the head coach of Napoli is Igor Milicic the head coach of Polish national team I will have an interview with him uh, tomorrow and he's he's a promising coach he did some great job with Poland national team already by qualifying to the top four in Eurobasket beating Slovenia in the quarterfinals so this title as well his achievements in Poland I mean for these coaches for some of these players these tournaments are really important you know to put them uh, you also so did mention man. one of the Serbian teams that played in the semifinals against Partizan. Uh, it, it is from a town that has a population, like it qu could qualify as a village, 2,000 two people. Mm. And they were competing against Partizan at least in the first half of the game. So another example yeah. to add to those. We, we had this Prijani fairy tale mm -hmm. like 10 years ago, probably mm -hmm. as well. Exactly. A town of like... 10,000 people, maybe 5,000 people. 8,000. 8, and they beat Zalgiris in the semifinal and Ritas in the final. So it was a huge, huge celebration in Lithuania. But I yeah. would love that these teams could have tools to build on that. Yeah, would get some kind of reward for get that. Some TV money, um, you qualify for a European competition because right now you just have the cup, you, you're happy, maybe you had a good run in the, in the cup competition. And that's it. Next season, you start from scratch. So, uh, I mean, uh, at the, the same the, time, I, yeah, I would love these big clubs to be in a position to actually be punished for a bad season. <laughs> like this is like the moment that I hated the most during the last decade in, in European basketball landscape is when Zalgiris finished third in the Lithuanian mm. league, and nothing changed. Absolutely nothing changed. But what do you mean by that? What can the league do to make... The league them? cannot do anything. We just need to get rid of this shareholders competing in the best league in Europe. Uh, just oh, you, you have mean, to get there on merit. Okay, if right. Zalgiris finishes third in the Lithuania League, they don't play EuroLeague next mm -hmm. season. That affects them financially in any way possible. So they will have to work hard to get back to the EuroLeague, to get back the championship... Uh, the Lithuania League Championship, I mean. And the same for the Domestic Cup. It should have more value. Like Napoli, good for them. I'm so happy for them. Will we hear about them anything next year? 
Probably not. But it's what you said about uh, when, when you said, oh, in theory, your all-star game or your all-star uh, one-on-one tournament sounds nice, but in practice, blah, 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 blah. It's very similar here yeah, where yeah. if you listen to um, the EuroLeague CEO talk about uh, teams that cannot be sustainable uh, and, and you get teams like that if they get there by merit, like you say, mm. and then the league is actually losing but you literally have examples from other sports that the system works but in football you mean for example but those teams that do make it to the i think to even the in, in, in sports like volleyball or handball you have to qualify for competitions you don't just sign a contract with the league to be there i mean come on it's 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 not really fair I'm I'm more on the side of a completely closed league than what you are. In that about. case, fine. You have the Euroleague as a exclusive members club for these 18 or 20 teams, and they don't a play completely closed league. And then the rest of Europe, they live in their own world. Mm -hmm. Well, they have FIBA Champions League as the primary competition, where you actually have to qualify uh, instead of like buying a wild card or doing whatever. I'm not blaming the Euroleague. I'm blaming that basketball just in general. The don't make money here. We're yeah, not making money from basketball because let's, let's say we have Yonava winning the LKL, making it to the EuroLeague. And so what? They're playing in this small <laughs> gym with 1 million euro budget or yeah. they're signing. You know, they're not going to get rewarded for it from the TV rights for some mm. big sponsorship deals or whatsoever. So we have, you know, big teams or let's say Jalgir is playing in yeah. the EuroCup and Yonava and, and the EuroLeague and yeah, that's what you can do. I mean, about I get that. it. I get it. I just—it's just screwed. I would love. I would love sports to be like something where uh, you can dream. There's no yeah. place for dreaming in European basketball. It's just for the elite. It's it's impossible to get to the top. It's impossible to create history. Um, so if you don't have money, yeah. If you don't have money, the only way for you to get better is to actually have somebody put money into your club. Mm -hmm. You cannot earn from winning. You cannot earn from being good. You just mm -hmm. need to have someone putting money in in your bank account. So, I don't know what happens, yeah. but every time I'm on, I'm on this podcast, we get philosophical about the the whole situation. Uh, because I, I just sense. love talking about things that actually matter to me, and mm. and the FIBA window doesn't matter to me, and the domestic cups also, but this issue does. So <laughs> sometimes I start talking to you. You can cut it from the no, from no, no. Podcast. It's all good. I I just noticed that. Yeah, we get there. <laughs> we do. Yeah. That's about it. That's the way to wrap so. up the podcast. European basketball sucks, right? <laughs> not, on, not the basketball. The system that, that, sucks. The, the basketball itself that is played on a court. And there's no is way out. Fine. Yeah, yeah. That's that's for yeah. sure. But we would like to see it happening from a different perspective. Even a these windows, like I mean, come on, you made these players available, so play. Mm. Why don't we have these guys for these national teams? Yeah. It seemed like this year it will be much better because yeah, now the Euroleague... we're not having NBA players, you know. But Slovenia, they don't care. Tur Turkish national team, they don't really care much. Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. it's good for France that it's they have true. so much talent in Euroleague, but... But I don't like it that, for example, Sotoransky decides to show up, but Vesely doesn't. Mm. I thought that I thought that he was injured, but maybe okay, some minor it, thing. But it, yeah, I, I, I see don't want to offend saying. anyone. If someone's injured, yeah. he's injured. Uh, I understand it, but there are many players that yeah. just they, sure. they're not playing this window, and sure. the reason is that well, probably they just don't want to. Uh, so, I don't anyways, like guys, have a great rest of your week. <laughs> We're not gonna, we can't uh, finish this on a very sad note. Let's yeah. finish it with a nice. Euroleague will be back. We love soon, you, so it will be much much better. Press like, subscribe our channel and see you very soon.